I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to spot the offensive joke that's actually worth the energy of getting upset about. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we shall be talking about Frank Karachi's 2015 American Western comedy film? Comedy film. Huh. Starring and co-written by Adam... Oh, Adam Sandler. Well, now I get it. It's gonna be an Adam Sandler movie with lots of offensive (laughs) jokes and sex and women being degraded. I know exactly what this is going to be like. Do you know what? I hate Adam Sandler films. They're all the same. It's just, he comes on, he's got a learning disability, shouts a lot, he gets the the girl, and look, there's a gay, ugly, fat man. Yeah, brilliant. From Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to get into this one. Yeah, great. This is going to be just, this is going to be so offensive, guys. This is going to be our most offensive episode yet. We're going to get really angry and everything. Oh, God. I'm going to be so annoyed. Listen to my voice. Look, watch my hand, everyone. Watch it. I can't can't even keep track of that. It's way off a seismograph. (laughs) That is off the scale. Yeah. This week's recommendation comes from the Blakebusters podcast, Paul Hawkins and Brian Klosterman's podcast all about films. Some of them good, some of them bad, sometimes irreverent, sometimes deep, sometimes Paul, sometimes Brian, sometimes cold, like a winter's day, and sometimes ashen, like in April. Sometimes, uh, their last episode was a collaboration on the new Netflix Sandler collab, uh, Sandy Wexler. So my impression ah. is they're uh, pretty much 100% our rivals. And they're better at Twitter than us. So if you do Fuck. check them out um, at Blokebusters, do whatever is the tweet equivalent of pushing little bits of poo through their letterbox. But don't tell them we asked you to do it, because good tweet guys also tend to be number one fighters. Uh, the movie has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes in OGT first... Fuck! And, yeah, the critics really laid into this one. Just, you know, like you should expect from a film that's just offensive in every Mm. way. Deborah Day, over at The Wrap, said The Ridiculous Six is everything wrong with Hollywood for the past two decades. A circle jerk of imbecilic white dude humour. That's that's what I got from the typical Adam Sandler film. (laughs) Yep, it definitely is all of that. Yeah. Nick DeSemeline, over at Empire, said The Native American people have suffered any number of indignities over the years. But they haven't until now suffered Adam Sandler. That's uh, Nick DeSemeline there comparing Adam Sandler to um, smallpox inf- infestations, yeah, mass genocide, and cultural subjugation. What's his name? Nick DeSemeline. Nick DeSemeline. Bra- bravo. Bravo. More, more of that nuance, please. Yes, this is definitely the worst thing that's happened to Native American people ever. Um, Idnar 4, over at Metacritic says The Ridiculous Six is purely another example of Adam Sandler's crap. It's <coughs> official. He has invaded our theatres and our homes. Oh, right through the nose. Paul, you unsalted wagtail. Uh, howdy. Howdy there. Paul, what was the thing that made this spicier than a shot of sarsaparilla? Uh, 
This was a serious Adam Sandler role. His most serious yet. Yeah, and... Forget Spanglish. Forget it. Forget Spanglish. Just fuck it right out of your brain. Um, Forget Punch Drunk Love. Already gone. This is... What what drunk what? I don't know what you said. Who drunk which? Those are just a series of crazy words you said. Ow, my brain hurts from the memory gone. (laughs) We've got a new serious Sandler in town. And uh, I, for one, am thankful because uh, if there's one thing that's worse than an Adam Sandler film, it's an Adam Sandler comedy. Yes. This this uh, this was an Adam Sandler who who didn't have a stupid voice. Didn't well, uh, didn't no more stupider than his regular voice. No, no stupider than uh, Batman. Engine. Nah, I just dress like this so as I don't get scalped out on the prairie. Yeah, sure. It was it was it was fine. He he didn't have um, cross eyes. Nope. He didn't have a limp. No, he left that kind of thing to his fellow cast members. Yes. Um, so it was quite, it was refreshing. It was. It, it was definitely refreshing. It, it, it said to said to me, Paul, Paulie Paul Paul, you're in for a treat here. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's get into that treat. So let's tuck yeah. into it like two greedy boys at a cake shop. Oh, um, oh let me take the first bite, Paul. <laughs> Always, Paul. <laughs> so, so we start with... Adam Sandler hand, handing five cowboys' asses to them. Basically, he yeah he, he he five cowboys turn up um, with eye patches, so you know they're the bad guys. Oh yeah, they want Adam Sandler's woman. Yes, he is who is a Native riding, American. Yes, he's lady. riding with a Native American woman, mm-hmm. um, and they 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 want to all they want to interfere with her in that way that men do. Yes, which is yeah, which Adam Sandler would prefer not. And I presume also the um, American woman, although I don't think she has any dialogue in the film. She may do, but she I... she has a couple. She has a few lines. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's good to know. Um, yeah, well done. I, I didn't. I, I must have blinked. Um, you know those seven minute blinks I do. <laughs> it's very disturbing. It's it's very, it's very wrong. And it's odd, actually. Yeah, a lot of stuff goes on that I'm not seeing. I haven't been here for the last forty five minutes. So I have to cut it. <laughs> I was getting cheese. <laughs> Um, so he, yeah, he he comes out and he 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 uses his super speed and Indian mystic skills. Yes, that he has. Um, that um, that all Native Americans have. Yes, and the good ones. Yes, and he 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 defeats these cowboys. Yeah, and he rides off, and um, the credits roll, and we realise that there's two hours ahead of us. Yes, um, and we we just do a little cry. Four minutes has already flown by. Oh yeah, we do a um, little cry, and then we yes, we we resume with the action. Cut to the um, Native American reservation where yes, where he's living in peace with he, the Native Americans. Yes, with with the land mm. and the animals. Here comes Nick Nolte, everyone. Uh oh! Uh, you know what happens when Nick Nolte shows up at a Native American reservation? Fucking chaos! Yeah, he just really doesn't like Native Americans. Oh, he doesn't. Um, but uh, he he sh- he shows up and he he joins in and he he yeah. seems like a really nice guy. Um, and it turns out he's Adam Sandler's dad. Yeah. Long lost dad. So at this point, the second disappointment of the film showed up in the form of Danny Trejo. Who, yes, he did. Um, yep, shows up to be a member of the old gang. Uh, Nick Nolte has retired from the gang. Yes. But he apparently had one last big score that he um, ripped off from Danny Trejo. Hmm. And Danny Trejo now wants his share of this yeah. big score. Big, big score. So they take Nick Nolte yeah. off with them. 
implying that if they do not find the gold that he has, that Nick Nolte has indicated he's not going to lead them to, thereby mm. sacrificing himself and allowing his son to go and get the gold. He has implied he's going to lead them off on uh, astray and then die nobly so that yes. his son can get the stash. Um, just like Nick Nolte. Just like Nick Nolte would do for you if yes. you asked him. Um, Adam Sandler doesn't, doesn't, he just doesn't go in for all that. He mm. decides he's going to go get the gold and then go to the place where he told the villains the gold was going to be and yes. give it to them in exchange for the father's life. He's not, go- he's not going to get the gold. He's going to get some gold. That's right, because he knows yes. the gold isn't going to be there. So he's yes. going to raise $10,000? $50,000. $50,000 in that time. Mm. And decides Which he- back in the day Ooh. was $55,000. Yes. That's Today. roughly the conversion rate. Yeah. Yes, so he goes to town mm. um, in order to try and find a bad person to steal the money from. Mm. And arriving in town, luckily, he immediately bumps into Chris Parnell, who's a dick. Yes. Um, he also bumps into his um, into Rob Schneider, who's mm. a dick. But in this, he's playing... <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, oh. Very good. He is playing a Mexican guy. Ramon. Ramon. Um, yes, who, it turns out, is Adam Sandler's brother. Buh... Nick Nolte has slept with almost the entire West and had yes. children by some of them. He's a Dorian Gray of uh, of the Wild West. He sure is. And we love him. He's got a portrait in his attic, which looks fucking great. Um, <laughs> uh, so he recruits... Made all the right choices. <laughs> in only good films. Um, so yeah, Rob Schneider joins in. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the sort of quest to save hit the father he's never even met. Mm. Um, he, go- he goes to rob the bank. Yes, Chris Parnell's bank. Yes, during the uh, the subterfuge, yeah. uh, Taylor Lautner comes Ooh. around the corner. And pretty boy Taylor Lautner. Pretty boy Taylor Lautner playing um, playing a lovable idiot. Yes, a lovable um, sort of buck tooth idiot. Yes, who turns out to be another brother. Another brother from another mother. Oh, it's your concept album again. And oh. I left it playing in the next room. It's track two. It's track two. Everyone. It's coming, coming out soon. Coming out soon. Look out for it. Yeah. Look out for it. It's going to be bigger than a cow. <laughs> Look out for it, everyone. You never know when you might actually end up listening to it. So, um, um, so that's Brothers 3. Brothers Trez. Mm. The Trez crap boys. Um, they take off away from the town that I guess two of them lived in, although that does, they don't seem to have much sentimental attachment to it. No, um, well, sucked back then. There's a theme for you. Mm. Um, they move on, they camp, they have a time, and then they discover another brother in just a hut, right? Mm. Next is Herm. Herm. Played by George Garcia. Yes. Or Jorge Garcia. Jorge. Jorge Garcia. Yes. Very nice. Garcia. <laughs> uh, yes. They, fi- they, fi- they find him. He's another brother. Which is four of them now. Yep. And- four... And now and they... they go to the town and try and, and decide to rob uh, a golden nugget from Harvey Keitel's bar. Harvey fucking cartel. How's a Keitel? <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Harvey Cartel. Harvey Kakaka. Yeah. Um, um, how's that disappointment list looking at this stage? Mm. Entering in to the joint to yes. scope the hi- the hotel. Well, the, uh, well, the s- saloon, I guess. Yeah, it's a saloon. Uh, they like g- in the West. Absolutely. Oh, the West. This is set in the West. Set in the West. Oh, I thought it was just set in Adam Sandler's deranged imagination. I thought it was set in the East. Ah. Uh, um, and, and then I realised too late my mistake. So little Kung Fu. <laughs> um, they run into two more brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Crews playing uh, Chico Stockburn. Yes. Uh, big muscle guy plays the piano with his cock sometimes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Luke Wilson playing Danny Stockburn. Ah. Oh, who um has a big secret. It's a big one. Oh, we're not going to give it away here, but mm. let's just say this. If it weren't for him, there'd be a lot more Abe Lincolns around. <laughs> they um, rob Harvey Keitel and kill him. They then move on. Mm-hmm. Um, bump into um, uh, John Turturro, um, who is inventing the game of baseball. Yeah. And there's a whole scene there, mm-hmm. which ends. Yep. Um, not quite soon enough, in no. as much as it did actually start in the first place, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. He points them in the direction of a poker game that they can rob. Uh, through some, oh, sub- yeah. some through some subterfuge, they get into the poker game, pretending to be various people. Uh, Mark Twain, as um, played by Vanilla Ice, is there That's for some fucking the, reason. The one. Yep, that happens. And uh, General Custer, played by a renowned man, David Spade. Yep. Did you mention John Lovett? <sighs> yes, <laughs> I did. John Lovitz was there as well. Yes. Children. Very... I hope at this stage you're nodding off. If you haven't drunk your milk, do that now. This is now the Paul and Paul AM- ASMR Ridiculous Six. The next thing that happens is that Terry Crews has sex with someone. And they steal the money. And they head off, off into the West with the money that they have. Yes. They then get caught up by the One-Eye Gang. That we mentioned earlier, I'm pretty sure. If we didn't, there will there was one. The one eye gang takes the money mm-hmm. and goes to the the, the meeting place, mm-hmm. only to get held up by fucking hell. Um, the uh, Danny Trejo and his men. Yes. they show up and they rob the one armed, one eyed guys. Yes, and bury them up to their necks in sand. Yes. They free them and then head with them, I guess, to the meeting point with the dad. Mm. They give the guys the gold. They let the dad go. They have a nice bonding moment. Yes. Each man and boy. Um, he 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 has a bonding moment with six individual people. Yep. Which really helped move that the the ticker to the two hour mark. Yep. It really got it there. It was like the Wizard of Oz. Only no one benefited. <laughs> least least of all the audience. Um, and then it turns out, oh, Nick Nolte's a bit of a wrong one. Who'd have guessed? Mm. Aside from the fact he was played by Nick Nolte. Um, he's a wrong one, and he's going to take all the money and probably kill the sons as well. Mm. Because he's, he's that much of a wrong one. What's more, he even knew that Danny Trejo killed Adam Sandler's mum. I know. Um, which I don't think we mentioned, but he did. Like a wrong one. There's a big shootout. Lots of people get punched. A couple of people get knived. Nick Nolte gets left pinned up in a cave. Adam Sandler marries his Indian wife with all the brothers present. And the film ends with Terry Crews playing the piano with his penis. Yep. Just cocking away at those keys. Now, the thing is, Paul, that's the end of the film. We didn't mention any of the jokes. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back. Do you remember the bit where Terry Crews, like, climbs inside of a burrow and it's, like, inside of it and it's all like, "Ah, I can't, I don't Mm. like it. And there's shit everywhere and, like, and it's like, oh, that didn't happen. Oh no 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 no! There's no. when when Rob Schneider because he's playing <laughs> the Mexican. Schneider, he's playing the Rob Mexican Schneider. and he's like ah and gringo ah, arriba arriba and they're <laughs> like <laughs> oh <laughs> you <laughs> crazy <laughs> Mexican you should have a wash or something. <laughs> what? what? And then no wait oh, um... no he's just kind of there with the mustache. Yeah. No way. Uh, okay 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 okay. okay. Well, yeah it's um because at home right he's he's got a mental impairment and he's mm. all like and they're all like oh you're such a retard oh uh, yeah. fuck you yeah yeah no the stinky d- mm. he shit he shits no he doesn't no um but the gay jokes i mean oh oh the gay God. jokes jesus you get to tally of them right 
Oh, I did, I, did actually, I did just like with um, the Paul Blart episode. Yes, I kept I kept a list. Look, get check this out, right? Oh, I, I took I took a note of ugly jokes. Yep, about ugly people. Yep, scatological jokes. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, r- retard jokes. <laughs> I, I put retard <laughs> in quotation um, marks. Quotation yeah, marks course, yeah, because yeah, obviously that's... I wouldn't dream of using it as because no, uh, Adam, Adam, Adam Sandler films. Yeah, yeah. And then um, bestiality jokes as yep, well, yep. And, and also gay jokes, of course, at the end. And, and then yeah. and then yeah, gay, gay jokes, of course. How, how oh, could I? How God, could I sit down, everyone? How, could, how could I forget? Because because um, I actually tallied them. Um, and I didn't even write uh, gay jokes on the list. It was oh didn't come up. What, what do you mean? Oh, well, okay. there wasn't a. <sighs> there were no gay jokes, huh? But anyway, What's... let's get back to these tallies. I can't wait. Okay, okay, okay. Scat jokes. Yeah, because I, I I I got two of those. There are two scat jokes in this. Two. Two. The first one, uh, Ramon. Yes. Um, played by uh, Rob Schneider. Uh-huh. His horse. Yeah. Just defecates. He does a shit. He does a poo. That's so Adam Sandler. And it goes. It goes. Stop. Against the wall. Yeah. But then then it happens later. Later. But it's already happened. I know. Imagine that. Imagine my surprise. And it happens later. And um, it, it's the same thing. But then also later, the, oh, no, it's just a twice. Paul, um, Paul, where, where, where were, were the, the jokes? jokes? Huh. You know, there weren't many very offensive jokes in this movie. No. Because there weren't many jokes. No. Well, this was really boring. I was... <sighs> You never you go into a film with an open mind, but obviously this has a reputation. It's Adam Sandler, you know. It, Signed a lucrative Netflix deal. New, uh, yeah, and every, it's zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and everybody's declaring this is the death of everything, and it's just the mm-hmm. worst thing. So we come in expecting Jack and Jill, Paul Blart, more Blart, worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. This is a boring film. I think there's a thing with films where people want to have a definitive answer on them. Mm. I think people want to know when a film is a good film or a bad film, and they want that set, and they want to know it. And I think there was an urge to just say Adam Sandler is an offensive comedian. Yes. He makes bad films, he's a con artist, he steals from his own productions, and as a result, he is an offensive figure in cinema, and we need to hate him. Mm. Unfortunately, this and Spanglish, the only two we've done so far refuses to support the idea that he is just aggressively out there to offend and be lazy. Yes. I, I will say lazy only in as much as... Well, let's talk about this film. Um, okay. How do you explain it? Is this a film that aimed... that was lazy, where they put the least amount of effort in? Or is it more the case that they just didn't know how to be funny? When I When I think back to... The Adam Sandler films that I watched growing up, yeah, you know, Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, mm. Billy Madison, um, The Waterboy, um, Big Daddy, and and, and things like that. I remember, yeah. I remember really liking them, and then I I went back and I watched them and realized, oh, hey, it's just four or five really good jokes padded out with jokes about freakishly abnormal people, gay people, yeah. um, stupid women, stupid immigrant, whatever. But the jokes, the jokes were there. There were yeah. really funny moments in them. 
Right. Um, so there's so there's evidence that Adam Sandler knows what a joke is. Yes. If you look past his SNL career <laughs> or <laughs> SNL career of anyone, or just his career. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 all there. The thing is, this isn't what I expected from a lazy Adam Sandler movie, and I will no. say it's lazy in as much as it wasn't funny, and the actors seemed tired a lot. Especially our ridiculous six in the lead. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, that's not quite fair. Taylor Lawton is putting a lot of energy into his performance. You know, he's trying to be Forrest Gump, I think. Yeah, like a lovable, a lovable idiot kind of thing. And, I, and yeah. I've got to say, I found like off and on was kind of charming at times. Sometimes some, some, some of some of it hit. I reckon we'll hang. Well, that's no bother. I got a real strong neck. Mama makes me pull the plow off my head if I don't finish my schoolwork, <laughs> which occurs regularly. I think Definitely. you can't help but hit sometimes when you're putting that much enthusiasm yeah. into a role. You know, it comes through, and he mm. really is. And Rob Schneider had his moments. Yeah. Um, I had to admit to you earlier that I don't yeah. mind Rob Schneider in, in, in some films. Yeah. And it's, it's just that he's in such a like del- deluge of... Of absolute nonsense, yeah. like horror, horror rubbish. Yeah. Um. But he can be okay, and um, he was almost like a stoic sort of figure. Sure. He had a like um, most of his screen time was he had a stillness about him that was quite captivating at times. Did he? Um. Ter- Terry Crews was fine. His character in this was closer to charming, um, Terry from Brooklyn Nine Nine than it is to whatever the fuck his name was, grumbly frowny okay. man in Expendables. The thing is, I used to find also him... called Terry. Probably. Also, too, Terry. I used to find him funny in The Expendables because he's so big and mm. so muscular, and he spent so much of that film just frowning yeah. and looking at people that I used to find him really funny unintentionally. <laughs> I'm glad that he kind of realized around, that his yeah. future was in comedy. Yeah, well, that's 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 nice. I mean, but it had like Luke Wilson, who was just doing like what Luke Wilson does, which is being like a fairly competent actor in, yeah. t- in terrible films. <laughs> Um, that's a Luke Wilson. Yeah, it's, I mean that that was probably the most painful thing because he is, you know, he's in my favorite film of all time. And, yeah. Well, there's um, a cup. There's a couple of Lebowski actors. Um, yeah. Up in here, we've got Totoro, we've got Buscemi. Yeah, I mean they've already been tainted by Bay. Yes, that's true. They've got Bayhem. They've got Bayhem in their soul over now. Yeah. <laughs> Bayhem spunk in their soul. <laughs> um, that's your third concept album. <laughs> Bayhem punk in my soul. You're moving into heavy metal. It's suicide after that one. It's the only way I can go. <laughs> yeah. There were what ten jokes in the film, and three of them worked for me. Yeah, well, um, let's, let's. This isn't quick fire, but let's share some jokes that worked. Yeah. I have one which um, the wordplay was pretty weak in this. There wasn't many sort of play on words or actual sort of structured jokes in that way. Mm. One of them that did work for me is Rob Schneider, who said they're talking about their parents, and Terry Crews is admitting that his mother is black. The joke being that he doesn't realize he's very obviously black. Yeah, no, no, no. but you know. Yeah. As far as racial jokes go, it's hardly offensive. It's just dumb. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Rob Schneider says, My mother's Swedish. I don't think so. I reckon she's Mexican. Lying bitch. And I smiled. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay. That was, rather than being a sort of drawing attention to the joke, it was a sort of awkward setup for a follow-up punchline, which I'm willing to give a pass. Yeah. Well, in you come. In you come, Joe. In you come, laugh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right, get out. <laughs> One of the, the very first lines made me snigger. And yeah, it did. F- 
hated it. it when Adam Sandler comes in to speak to Steve Zahn with his hilarious um, cross eyes. Oh, he's got such cross eyes. Um, he, he, has, he has a list of things that he wants. What can I do you for? Need some flour, five sacks, and a carrot with peanut butter on it. And it was... Yeah. The straightness of it? Yeah, it was the, the, the straightness of it. Yeah. We, like, yeah, just ju- juxtaposed with the absurdity of, of that. Yeah. And... <laughs> It, it worked and it took me by surprise because I was expecting Adam Sandler to come in and go Dee! yeah sure Dee! the fact that he was playing a straight man in all this because he has no funny lines as such no he has a couple of reactions like deadpan yeah reaction shots yeah which almost worked yeah and sometimes the shitness like the uh, the drawing attention to things and the slight offness would actually set up a decent punchline mm. later um there's a moment where Adam Sandler is in an innkeep and he's talking to um uh, a Mexican woman who has slept with his um, father. Yeah. It turns out um, Ramon's um, mother. Yes. It's going to turn out. He doesn't know that yet. He doesn't know who Ramon is. None of this matters. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, so, and he's talking about how it's one of those awkward bits where the joke is, oh, it's inappropriate for her to be talking like this. Ho, ho, ho. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I had sex with him on that bed. And it's like, mm. oh, the bed I'll be sleeping in tonight. That's That's cool. And up against this banister. Oh, okay. Mm. And on a handstand on that dresser you're leaning against. Okay, I'll just stop leaning against it then. And it's like, oh, Christ, this is awkward. Mm. Uh, and then later on, she's talking about him and about what a wild spirit he was. Um, and she says, um, he liked to laugh and have handstand sex. And that worked. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for me, that worked. Um, I smiled. The, 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 this is fine. Our, our lists, I think, are ex- like they're mutually exclusive. Yes, more or less. Um, I got nothing from ca- peanut butter carrot. Yeah. Maybe it's because um, I don't like peanut butter. Oh. And you know, you're not a big fan of handstand sex. No, it's on true. War- on wardrobe. Handstands or sex. <laughs> and I was locked in that wardrobe. <laughs> I'm um, never going to get on. And, and then the, the other one that worked for me was um, when the Dr. Buscemi um, turned out also to be a dentist. Yes. And he starts to extract a tooth from Taylor Lautner. And he's carrying on the conversation. And Taylor Lautner's squealing and is in extreme pain. And, yeah. But all you, all you sort of see of it are his, his hands like grasping like around Steve Buscemi's body and just like, um, like yeah. clawing at his back. Yeah. And it, it, like all, like all of the jokes that we've mentioned, really, they're ones that they weren't, they didn't have like huge setups. They didn't have like big payoffs, but they weren't, the, attention wasn't really drawn to them yeah. they were just in the background mm. um maybe maybe it's like the equivalent of when uh, parents t- take their kids to go and see a disney pixar film sure. you've got to have a joke in it for the for the parents for the dads maybe that was a joke f- these were jokes for us yeah maybe who people who didn't want to like be watching him but had to <laughs> for some reason well our job here is to sort of swing this round and to actually get people looking at this in a different way mm. here's what i'd say about it it's inoffensive enough that it is an open environment for you to come in and maybe enjoy it. Yeah. Let me say that. Because one thing I did like is the premise. A man has to go and reunite his illegitimate brothers in order to steal enough gold from bad people in order to rescue their father from a crowd of bandits. Mm. That's a good old-fashioned Western plot. And yeah. because the heists they have to do uh, correspond to Western tropes. Uh, you know, they have to rob a bank, um, a card game, throw in a train, and it would have been, you know... You yeah. full set, um, you know. Play it as a or stagecoach, you know. Yeah. Play it as a fucking. There's even room for comedy there. What if they robbed a stagecoach and like all the different passengers are in there? More cameos from you know Sandler's shitty friends. They could know, have uh, worked Kevin James in there somewhere. Oh Jesus! Imagine. I think, I'm pretty oh. sure he played the mule. Um, <laughs> Did it very well. <laughs> the environment is there. 
Yeah. You can come and watch, and I don't think you'll be annoyed by it. I was annoyed by the bit where the uh, Burrow is um, shitting yeah. uh, frantically at the wall. That was annoying. As Yeah, as was I. It was one scene, though. Uh, or two scenes. <laughs> Aside from that, I don't think there's anything in it that's going to make you go, oh, I'm not very comfortable with this. This is a bit gross. No, I mean, the the, the number of jokes that fell flat made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, they, 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 yeah, they fell flat with the frequency of like a hummingbird's heartbeat. <laughs> it was just 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 joke after joke just yeah. just farting into the air and dissipating just, just hanging there for yeah for a couple of seconds whilst everyone looked awkwardly around <laughs> for the perpetrator yeah but there were, the, the the jokes weren't mean no they 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 were situational yeah i don't Maybe. feel like you should go into it with a heavy heart thinking oh god mm. what am i actually fucking watching here this isn't paul blart it's not obnoxious sort of a- aggressive comedy yeah it's just <laughs> we found it boring Maybe yeah. you won't well, we're, t- we're, t- we're talking about this comedy not necessarily being for us. What I what I got from it, like the the enjoyment came from the inter- the interactions between like this little group. There was a yeah, they- there was a group dynamic of sorts there. Yeah. But then when you think of successful group dynamic mm. movies, sure. you've, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got mm. um, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Um, to to have a, a really relevant example, you've got the Magnificent Seven. Sure. Um, the recent Antoine Fuqua. Yes. Because it had just a really great group there. I would say to you all, give it a go. You might find some highlights. Yeah. Speaking of which, shall we quickfire? Yeah. Um, I'd like to quickfire. Speaking of uh, speaking of getting to know the characters, mm. the, the, the the times we did, there were some nice moments. Yeah. When um, the 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 two that I can think of um, at the very beginning of the film, when he's talking about um, right after we have another uh, fantastic cameo from Adam Sandler's wife, who plays. Um, <laughs> Who plays a Native American yeah. called Never Wears Bra, and she has <laughs> nipples, and she has very large nipples. Um, they're then Nick Nolte and um, Adam Sandler are talking about his true love, and then Adam Sandler's uh, bride to be comes out and gives a sweet little wave, and it was like, oh, I can see they love each other. That, no. It was, it was conveyed in that little wave, and <laughs> then see, I could so clearly see how much Adam Sandler prefers her to his actual wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Um, and then, and then, um, right at the other end of the film, when, um, so Luke, Luke Wilson, he just wants his dad to tell him that it's not the be all and end or not to beat himself up about it. And he can yeah. maybe finally let go of this guilt. And, and he just takes him by the shoulders. He looks him in the eye and says, shit happens. Yeah. And there's it is little, enough to, yeah, to make him shot. feel better. There's a little shot of him allowing that to sort of seep into his yeah. heart and his mind. And he feels better. And it was, it was like, God, yeah. Well, he just wanted his dad, and we all know what it's it's like to have a parent. Paul, that was my. Po- that was the end of the sentence. Oh, okay. We all know. I thought, no. I thought you were coming out there, just just like. <gasps> <laughs> we all know what it's like to never have approval. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know we all know what it's like for a pa- you know for a parent or someone we look up to to make to make you f- feel better with but a word. Yeah. Just Somebody to, you really respect or look up to. Yeah, you put the authority to them and they yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, there was some nice sort of sentiment to the film, which mm. is the idea that the dad you're born with isn't necessarily the dad you end up with. Mm. <laughs> um, d- uh, Adam Sandler's surrogate dad is a much nicer dad than yeah. uh, Nick Nolte in almost every way. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a pure spirit. <laughs> and he ends up ado- kind of adopting all of the other six. Yeah. Uh, five, sorry. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Like I could see the workings of jokes, like Steve Steve Buscemi, like the mm. Doctor with his all-purpose cream, 
it was it was slowly escalate it. So it would be using the cream to what like fix a wound and then he'd use it to like apply something to someone's face yeah and then he'd use it to well he shoves it up a horse's yeah ass. and then he starts to like um lather it on um rob schneider's beard yeah absolutely which is what sometimes a joke do absolutely and it's there you can see where the joke yeah. is supposed to be at least like there were setups there yeah often there's setups which don't have like good payoffs like um exactly the animal gag yeah um, the animal gag is that the men are buried in up to their necks. Mm-hmm. The first man speaks and there's nothing wrong with him. The second man speaks and he's got ants all over him. Yep. The third man speaks and a crow sort of awkwardly sidesteps into frame and starts pecking at the side of his yeah. head. Kind of, not dangerously, but just kind of annoyingly. <laughs> yeah. And it's amusing. Cut away and then cut back and there's a snake wrapped around a guy's yeah. head. The joke might be that, oh, what the fuck? You know, the massive snake is now around his yeah. head. There's just something about the the um, framing of it that just didn't... Yeah, you needed something, something bigger and and better. A more improbable animal. Yeah, yeah, like what, just, whatever that was. There's a bear sniffing at the last guy or something. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's a bit where they hang Taylor Lautner. They're gonna yeah. hang him, and he chokes, and then it's revealed that actually hanging doesn't really harm him. Mm. And then several times it cuts back to him sort of being non-phased by being hung. Mm. And at one point he's hanged. sort of just uh, <laughs> being hanged. Fine. Um, and he's sort of swinging backwards and forth, moving his feet yeah. like he's running and sort of going, cackling. And it's, it's fairly humorous, the yeah. sort of abruptness with which we go back to it and see that he's not just hanging anymore. He's yeah. swinging yeah. Vis- uh, sort of energetically back and forth. Uh, and then he keeps going and there's more stuff. And... Yeah. And it will cut away from the framing that made yeah. the, the joke funny. and Cut to close-ups and yeah. stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. You were clearly quite happy with that special effect if you just yeah. kept it in a static shot. With the men just looking more and more outraged as he like, yeah. keeps just not being phased by it. Which happens a lot during the um, like the action scenes as well. There yeah. looks like what a re- could be real stunts. There's some pretty good like parkour stuff going yeah. on. Adam Sandler's meant to be like a badass. Yeah. Adam Sandler's skill set is very <laughs> inconsistent throughout the film. But one thing that is consistent is that you can do anything with knives. Yes. Anything at all. Anything you like. You can... In- yeah. Butter your toast with one. Well, that's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll think. We'll think. Find something else. Yeah. He does butter a lot of toast. Oh, Christ. But it, there's there's one bit where he jumps out of um the bank that he's robbing. Yeah. Bursts out the window and digs his knives into the um like the the wall of the opposite. Yeah. Opposite the window, and then he and then he leaps from that wall to back to the you know the other, the wall that he's just come from. Yep. Digging his knives into into the walls each time. Yeah. With Chris Pannell shooting at where he just was, sort of yeah. just missing him. Yeah. And it looks. Pretty good. Pretty good. It looks like it's a real stunt. And his ingress into the bank was quite cool too. He throws a knife at a wall, jumps off of that knife yeah. onto the sort of balcony of the room of the floor above, mm. and then through the window. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's like um, Assassin's Creed should have been. Yeah. And then and then there's a, there's a bit where Taylor Lautner also jumps out, mm. and he just smashes into the wall and then plummets to the ground, landing on his back. Yeah. And again, it looks like a real body they've thrown out there. Um, it looks. Looks good. Yeah. Um. There's there's but then there's a bit where he like swings like does a sort of flip on a branch and kicks two yeah. people off their horses oh, and the yeah. camera cuts about sixteen times <sighs> and then it cuts twice when he's walking to the two meters to go and pick up the bag. <laughs> there's there's, there's um, not it, there's not good craft there. The director yeah. doesn't know really how to frame something comedically. There's a yeah. There's one moment of Edgar Wright style editing mm. uh, in which um. Adam Sandler was revealed to have entered the bank, and the joke is that he is um, stealing the money, but mm. also doing a few other things, such as eating a biscuit and doing a couple yeah. of other things. Firstly, isn't that funny because we haven't established Adam Sandler as the kind of guy who would do that yeah. in the movie? Like Tim, 
from Spaced, mm. were he breaking in somewhere, would absolutely stop in order to eat a biscuit yeah. whilst he was doing it. And it would be funny because it's like a Tim moment. Yes. Adam Sandler... Mm. There, is a, there is a second Edgar Wright moment uh, in this. When Harvey Keitel is pummeling Luke Wilson, mm. um, which he does, oh, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. Um, the whole, the whole, the conceit of the joke is mm. that Luke Wilson has a drink and he mm. doesn't want to spill it. Yeah. Whilst he's getting um, laid into by Harvey Keitel, he's keeping the drink upright, yeah. no matter what's going on, which is yeah. almost lifted almost um, shot yeah. for shot from the world's from the world's end, where Gary is is keeping his pint steady Absolutely. whilst in the middle of that fight, and the fight is also shot with that like rapid, like frenetic way that Edgar Wright yeah. does really well in the world's end. Mm. Now I have and, and I have I have one more, okay, and I think it's um, I th- I, th- I think. It's emblematic of what's good and mm. wrong with this film. Okay. As the reveal happened uh-huh. that Nick Nolte was in league with Danny Trejo and, and the bandits, I quite liked it. Okay. And I thought about why I liked that. Hmm. And it's mostly because I underestimated this film completely. Huh. And the film had sort of conditioned me to expect nothing from it. <laughs> so that when something like a plot Twist. happened... yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, and I went, ah. <laughs> I sighed a lot during this film. Yeah. It's because it, time was moving so slowly. Yeah. As a result, though, stuff will happen in it that occasionally will take you by surprise. A, a, mo- a funny moment, or an emotional moment, or a plot moment, something mm. that you didn't expect. So, in that respect, it was one of the milder viewing experiences, I guess, that we've had. Yeah. We weren't sort of tearing out our hair or slapping each other in the in the face and testicles. We were just mm-hmm. watching somewhat passively, yeah. occasionally getting pulled in for a moment to be shared between us and the film. I mean, a naught percent score on Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean mm. anything. It just means that nobody could give it a favourable review. Sure, it, it doesn't mean it's one of the worst films. No, Metacritic of all I guess time. is more honest, which gives it sixteen percent. Uh, okay. Based on the average rating, so the average person felt sixteen percent of a thing as a result of this film. Which that's yeah. about right for me. I felt I think I gave sixteen percent of a shit. Yeah, I think that's 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 about right. That not feels not fairer. not not the worst. Definitely not the worst we've done. No, I mean Jesus. Tune in next week, guys. Well, okay. So let's at this stage talk about something to bring a smile back to our tired. Uh, ha- sallow lips. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. That's right. The one better thing. Um, and I guess we'd like to talk about some westerns that we like. Mm. Um, um, recent great westerns include things like Slow West, John McLean's uh, excellent recent western starring Michael Fassbender and Cody Smith uh, McPhee, but with other great sort of character actors in there like uh, Ben Mendelsohn and Roy McCann from Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> A really cool. Um, Performance by Karen uh, Pistorius as the sort of love interest. It's really brilliant. It's really funny in a lot of places. Mm. Um, fairly, it does that great thing that uh, Westerns I Love do. I'm a big Cormac McCarthy fan, guys. And every so often it has a little bit of that Blood Meridian bleakness mm. to it. That that just, um, nothing really means anything. Yeah. And there's tremendous coincidence that might occur. But that coincidence is almost designed to show you how meaningless life is. Yeah, there's a definite feeling of insignificance that comes out of watch- of, of sitting through that film. And Which I like. Oh, big fan. <laughs> Another semi-recent uh, Western that is well worth watching if you haven't already is 310 to Yuma. Mm. Um, Russell Crowe, Christian Bale and Ben Foster. Wow. What a trifecta. <laughs> uh, directed by James Mangold. Like, if you haven't seen it already, do. It's, 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 it's really good fun. Really, uh, really entertaining. 
Yep. Um, next, I want to bring up a really special film, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward uh, Robert Ford, directed yes. by Andrew Dominic. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, was, it's extraordinary if you watch it. Um, Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck. Yeah. Casey Affleck in one, one of his most heartbreaking turns. Um, it is the true story about the last few days of um, Jesse James's life and his relationship with the um, sort of fellow bandit Robert Ford, who ultimately became his assassin. Yeah. It's um, exquisitely played, marvellously tense, beautifully shot, and wonderfully scored by the screenwriter um, Nick Cave, who, along with uh, Warren Ellis, um, produced a truly mesmerising score for the film. Mm. I love it. Um, I mean, speaking of, of Nick Cave, you've also got The Proposition. Yes, fuck. Which, yeah. which, my my God, if you haven't seen it, yeah, it's uh, it's it's gritty, it's intense, it's all you know, it's all about sort of the Australian colonization of the out of the outback. Really. Yeah, absolutely. It's it is blisteringly tense, mm. uh, incredibly well acted. Uh, with um, I was going to say Guy Ritchie, Guy Pierce, Ray Winston. With a brilliant Nick Cave soundtrack. Um, yep, I'd like to bring up uh, True Grit. Uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen uh, movie adaptation of Charles Portis's novel contains every bit of the wit and drama that they brought to, um, and the sensitivity that they brought to No mm. Country for Old Men. They once again fully realised in that film, and it's a, a brilliant film, which is driven by a really strong um, protagonist, um, Maddie Ross, played by Haley Steinfeld. Um, who was Oscar nominated for the role of Best Supporting Actress for some reason. Huh. Uh, she drives that movie, um, guided yeah. ably by a supporting cast that includes Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and Josh Brolin, and Barry Pepper. Oh, yeah. In his um, his his usual young hunk role. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really great film. I highly recommend it. Yeah. One other thing we'd like to talk about is the idea of the comedy, West, comedy western, yeah. which this film, I guess, tried Attempted. to be. Attempted. Yep. Um, the first thing to mention is obviously Blazing Saddles. Yes, um, which I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> um, there are a few moments where um, Adam Sandler's Tommy, you know, he's a man of immense speed and reaction. Mm. And all I could think during was how brilliantly they did that with Gene Wilder's The Waco Kid in um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, They would cut from guns being shot out of people's hands Back to Gene Wilder, just standing there with his arms crossed, and how they really missed a trick with Adam Sandler CGI walking on his hands yeah. to go and you know kick guns out of cowboys' grips and things yeah, like that. Absolutely, I've always found Mel Brooks a little hit and miss, but mm. if I was going to recommend that film, I'd, I'd only say uh, just you've got to watch it for Gene Wilder and Cleveland Little's um, mm. performances as um, Jim and Bart. Yeah, they are just brilliant together yeah great great uh <laughs> great on-screen chemistry and probably yeah mel brooks best film yeah I'd definitely say so. um okay and then a film last film a, a bit of a guilty pleasure for us but only really guilty by other people's perception mm. would be a million ways to die in the west the yes. recent seth MacFarlane movie mm. uh very heavily derided not quite as heavily as um the ridiculous six but nevertheless pretty widely despised mm. by people um it has some of the moments in it that I would have expected in The Ridiculous Six. Some yeah. of the gay jokes, some of the um, slightly offensive uh, stereotypes. And yet, a lot of jokes that work. Yeah, really well. A lot, lot. Of funny comedic performances from players who mm. know what they're doing. And yeah, it just kind of works for me. It's it's a very subjective thing, I guess, whether or not you find a character likable or insufferable. Yeah. But there's something about Seth MacFarlane's sort of put upon exasperated modern guy trapped in a terrible time that i just responded to well and this this comes from i mean 
I'm not sure about about your feelings towards Seth MacFarlane, but mine are fairly lukewarm. Yeah, I, recently. My, I mean, I mean, my yeah, my love for Seth MacFarlane extends no further than the end of season three of Family Guy, mm. and Million Ways to Die in the West tickled me, mm. and it's got Neil Patrick Harris in it. <laughs> he's he's a highlight, I'd say. He's superb. Patrick, yeah, Harris. Yeah, and Charlize Theron. Who is yeah uh, constantly going up in my esteem? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, this will be culminating in uh, Atomic Blonde. Fuck yeah, I can't wait! I cannot wait for that. <laughs> so, if you want uh, one better thing, Atomic <laughs> Blonde in cinemas near you very soon. Yep, a better alternative to the Ridiculous Six, yeah. and that was one better thing. The one better thing. So yeah, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Yes, uh, thanks very much to Bloatbusters for for recommending it. Um, only half meant all the, uh, the 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 nasty poo threats. Twitter, Facebook, Gmail. O, G, T, Pod. Pod isn't a letter. Why did you you finished it? You got to the end. No. Oh, you wanted to do the whole thing in letters. I was gonna do yes That's when I said when works. I said O when I said O G T. You want to spell the word Pod? Yes. Fuck me. Like cheerleaders. No. Be a che- you're a cheerleader, Paul. <laughs> You can't make me go back. I'm going to find uh, moments in the tw- last 22 <laughs> episodes where you've said those three discreet letters. Oh, I keep screaming the word O. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, I kept surprising <laughs> you. OGT pod is where it's at. Yeah, it um, is. So all the cool kids are yeah, now. It's, it's Where's that. your dad? Oh, he's an OGT pod. Yeah. Where's the beef? Is a good another one. It's all getting eaten. OGT pod. Got Come milk. Get some beef. And some milk. Yeah. Uh, on that note. On that note, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about The Ridiculous Six is Terry Crews playing a piano with his cock and the slight chance that you might be charmed by it. <laughs>